stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited, the podcast where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, a place that brings startups and industry, youth and community together with the goal of making an impact on rural communities everywhere. And I'm again joined by Michelle Hurlbert of 3D Life Inc. Now, Michelle is a mentor and coach who works primarily with women entrepreneurs and leaders. And today we're wrapping up our Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur series. This is part five. And we're talking with Michelle about her work her philosophies regarding coaching and mentorship, and what living a 3D life means to her. This is the fifth interview that we've done, and we've gone over a whole bunch of different things, things like leadership and fear and social media and relationships, and it's been great. And I wanted to sum everything up by really talking about you and what 3D life does. And so I wanted to start that conversation by asking you specifically, and this is something we've talked about before, who is your customer? Who are you aimed at when it comes to 3D life? I love working with women who are interested in growth, who want to stretch themselves and, and push themselves in healthy, positive ways to do and be better in their role or in their business so that they can make the impact that they're looking for, that they can get the results that they want and feel good about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Lots of times women in particular will sacrifice themselves to try to do and be it all. And that comes with its own downfalls. We know that we can do a lot and we really try to make everything happen because a lot of times that's the expectation that either we have on ourselves or we feel that others have that expectation on us. So I work with women in leadership, women who are in business, are, who are business owners, who are in leaders in organizations. And whether that's a titled leader or not, it, you don't have to have a title to be a leader. I think in the grand scheme of things, we're all leaders of our own lives. I understand the mindset that we can have as women looking to do and be better in our lives. There are lots of women, and I proclaim myself to be one as well, we're overachievers. We want to prove our worth. We want to push ourselves to have the lifestyle we want. We want to make a difference in the world. And yet we often can get in our own way because we push a lot and we sacrifice a lot, but we don't take the time to recognize or identify what are some of the things that are getting in the way of me showing up more in the way that I want to. You mentioned the fact that women have unique challenges, and I, I was hoping you could talk a little more about those unique challenges and, and the things that women, as opposed to men entrepreneurs or, or leaders, uh, have to deal with just in the course of doing their jobs. I'm not saying that men don't have some of these specific challenges. I think they show up in different ways for men than they do for women. And because of the way society as a whole, while it's getting better, there are gender inequities and there are challenges that come up because we identify as female. I've had a conversation with, with a woman not very long ago who brought this up, not being taken seriously 
because of their gender. They're a partner with a male. And she said, if I say something, if I share an idea or I have something to add to the conversation, oftentimes if he says the same thing, he's the one who gets the attention. He's the one who gets listened to. Whereas I may have said exactly the same thing and I'm not taken as seriously. So that's one. Another is fear of speaking up, not um, feeling that there's a voice big enough or loud enough to share that you're worried about what you're going to say or how it's going to be perceived. And holding ourselves back, playing small, being that typical female, be nice, be kind, be nice. (laughs) But that can hold us back in our business and it can hold us back in life overall. So how do you as a coach deal with those kind of issues? What do you do? A lot of what I do with the people I work with, with the women I work with, is around mindset specifically, because we start off looking at where are you at right now? What's your current situation? We talk about that. And again, I I know I've mentioned it earlier in the series, but I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. That's not, those aren't my qualifications. I'm a certified coach. And so with coaching, we coach from, from where you're at right now and where you want to go. So we get really clear on where you're at, specifically in the current situation, and look at then what's the big picture? What's that vision? You know, whether that's 12 months from now or whether that's two years from now, what's the big plan And we really get specific on where you want to go. Because without that clear focus, without that clear idea, it makes it really hard to plan action that's going to move the needle for you, that's going to actually move you forward toward that specific vision or that big picture. So that's always the first first step when I work with new people is let's get really clear on what you want and not necessarily how that's going to happen yet. Give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to imagine what you want it to look like. Then we'll figure out the how as we move forward. There is a difference between a coach and a mentor. They are different. So as a coach, I ask really powerful questions. I ask probing questions. I help invoke different insights and perceptions or perspectives through questions. I, as a coach, believe that we each have the answers that we're looking for within us. And as a coach, that's what I help you do is find those answers from your perspective. I don't give advice. So as a coach, my role is not to tell you what I think you should do. I look to you for what you authentically believe is right for you. And I help you find that. Where you want to go in your business, you know, should I do this program or should I not do this program? Should I hire this person? Should I not hire this person? I help you make those decisions, but I don't tell you which decision is best for you. A mentor is someone who will come in, they'll chat with you, they want to know what's going on in your business. We're talking about entrepreneurship. So they'll talk to you about your business and get a sense of of who you are and what you do and who you do it for. Then they'll start saying, here's what 
I would do or here's what I think you should do for the next step. Here are some recommendations. Here are some suggestions. Here are some resources and tools you should look into. So a mentor is much more of an advice giver. They're giving you their expertise based on their experiences in business or otherwise. It leads me to ask the question, does it ever get frustrating? And when I say frustrating, does it get frustrating for the person you're working with? Are they coming looking for advice? And does it get frustrating for you? Because maybe you have some advice in your mind and you're trying to, shall I say, lead them in a particular direction. How does that exactly work? I'm, I'm trying to put my mind around it myself. That's a great question. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that there are some points at which I feel frustrated. And it's not frustrated with them. It's often frustration with maybe myself in maybe I'm not asking the right questions. Maybe I'm not hitting the right spot that's helping them have that breakthrough moment or have that, oh, wait a minute, this is what I think I could do moment, right? So I don't I don't get frustrated with them. And yes, there are times when I want to just say, I think you should do this. And I, from time to time, if I know someone is really stuck and really they are getting frustrated with themselves because it's not coming to them, I will ask permission. I will say, is it okay if I share a thought? Then it's still up to them whether I give that to them or not, whether they want to hear that or not. It's coming from a place of knowing my client really well and what will maybe best fit or be a direction that they would take because it would be true to them, whether they follow it or not. And in coaching as well as in mentoring, That's really up to the client. I want to tell you about some amazing programming at Ignite aimed at youth. Inspiring youth and exposing them to entrepreneurship, STEAM programming is one of Ignite's pillars. STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And it's the key to igniting creativity, imagination, and innovation. From our creative arts and music series of events to game creation, the $100 Entrepreneur Challenge summer camps to our Up and Atom Science and Sports summer camps, we are helping to build future innovators in our rural communities. For more information and to sign up for our events newsletter, visit IgniteAtlantic.com. It sounds like coaching when you're getting into specifics is about helping whomever you're working with focus. Again, you're trying to get them to come to a conclusion on their own. Are there exercises to lead to uh, some kind of a better focus or is it is it all about that conversation that you're having, that ongoing conversation about whatever issues there may be? So I look at the conversation as the launching pad. We have the conversation, we we suss some things out, we, we get clarity on some things by engaging with one another. Uh, Caitlin Burgoyne is a wonderful business person. I had a mentor call with her a couple of years ago. And one of the things that she said to me was, clarity comes from engagement, not from thought. And I use that quote often because it sums up the coaching experience really, really well. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a human being, it's really easy to get stuck in our own heads and to think ourselves into a spiral. We think we can solve everything in our heads and figure everything out in our heads. 
However, it's really not until we have a conversation with someone and express it that we can communicate it and get it out and get someone else's perspective on it. And getting someone else's perspective does not always mean advice, but having someone who listens deeply, who understands where you're coming from as a human being and as an entrepreneur, as a coach, to ask those questions that are going to maybe shed some light in places that they they weren't thinking of. That sounds very much to me like it is a long process. And the only way that it works really well is if there's a lot of trust. And usually trust takes a little while to build up. So when you're talking about uh, taking on a new client and you do that initial discussion, whether there's a fit between the two of you, it sounds like a process that's going to take some time. I'm assuming that you do weekly sessions that would be about an hour long. Is Am I wrong? Is that kind of the idea? That's one of the options. I do have weekly sessions with some of my clients, and that's their choice. They want something every week. I do also have bi-weekly sessions. It really comes down to what does the client need and what do they want that they're going to show up for. I believe truly that having weekly sessions, especially if you're just starting out with coaching, is most beneficial, is most transformational because you're holding yourself accountable to, you're investing in yourself, your own mindset that's going to move you closer to and, and further along with that vision you have for yourself and for your business than doing a session once a month. How long does it take to build up that trust? And I suppose it's different for every client because every person is different from another. Sometimes that's in the first conversation. It's easy to, with some people, there's an instant almost connection. I understand where they're coming from. They understand where I'm coming from. There's an instant link. Others, it takes maybe two or three sessions to really start to dig into and and feel a little more comfortable. Coaching is quite an intimate relationship, especially working one-on-one. And it's really important that there is the right fit, that the client and I both feel comfortable working together. So when you mentioned about the right fit, I have said, I think perhaps I can refer you to somebody else that I believe could help you in ways that you need more or, or that they are more experienced with. So it's not that I don't say no to people. Uh, it's it's an important part of making sure that the client gets the service and the value out of what we do together. Otherwise, I'm just taking somebody's money and it, that's not right. <laughs> that, that doesn't fit my values. So... <laughs> What kind of homework are we talking here? What are you getting people to do in between those sessions as you develop whatever that mindset might be? There are lots of reflection activities, lots of reflection exercises. So uh, journaling, um, brainstorming, getting clearer on what it is that you're looking to shift or from a strengths-based approach, how you can use your strengths, how you can use what you're really good at and move the needle in those ways in your business. We don't always work on the things that need to quote unquote improve, like the quote unquote weaknesses, the gaps. I, I prefer calling them gaps as opposed to weaknesses. But we, we focus a lot on your strengths as well. 
But there are also practical implementation pieces too. So if you're worried about or not sure how to go about having a conversation with someone that you think is gonna, it's going to be a tough conversation or you're worried about how the other person is going to react, for example, then we'll role play it together. We'll figure out, okay, what's the first line? Where, where are we going with this? What do you want to make sure that you say? What happens if they react like this? What happens if they say that? So we can play that out together. So now practice it. So we're finished the session. But before you do it, before you actually have that conversation, especially if it's a conversation that they're really nervous about having, practice it. It doesn't necessarily have to be, it's not a reflection piece. It's put it into action without them there. Put it into action with your partner. Put it into action with, you know, somebody that, a, a close friend. Put it into action in the mirror. It sounds silly, but the more we're able to rehearse something that we're really afraid of or we're really nervous about, the easier it's going to be to do it. You had mentioned the word program earlier on. I'm wondering whether what you're doing from start to finish, is that what you consider a program? Or do you have programs that people can kind of get into, you know, how to be a better leader, how to be whatever you may be doing? Do you have programs like that that you've drawn up? I know you come from a teaching background. So is there curriculum involved? Kind of, I guess you could say. I I do have a program called Start With You. And it's I'm currently in the process of tweaking and revamping it a little bit. People are busy. Uh, entrepreneurs are busy. So I'm, I'm looking at revamping it a bit and changing maybe the timeline on it and how it's delivered. It's still one-on-one. There is a certain structure to it that will help people move from that big picture vision because that's still the first thing that we do in the program is really get clear on that big idea of you know where you're at and where you want to go but there is some structure that comes with that so there are very short snippets of training education pieces within that that really look at mindset we look at communication we look at productivity and managing stress managing the ups and downs figuring out how do I be more resilient how can I learn to cope with some of these challenges that come up in business. Now, I know that you have in the past experimented a little bit with doing retreats and those kind of things. How does that experience work? With retreats and in doing retreats, the focus is more around empowerment. It's mindset, of course, but it's really around empowerment and and believing in who you are as a human being, as a woman in business or as a leader. Retreats are, from my perspective and from from what I do, is there's a lot of inspiration that comes into being at a retreat. That's not to say that there aren't reflection opportunities and there aren't skill building opportunities, but it's really about bringing women together and having that sense of community, having that sense of we're in this together when I know what you're going through. So there's there's that empathy and compassion piece that comes into being together in a retreat. I'm going to get myself in trouble here. It shows up differently in doing a coaching program or being coached because as a one-on-one service, you're not having that sense of community and camaraderie of being together with other women. That's not to say that I can't do or won't do group programs either. Um, one of the things that I'm I'm working on offering is monthly trainings in order to give people an idea of what it's like to work with me. It's not a webinar, it's a live session combined with the offer of a two-part workshop. So there are ways with retreats and with these monthly trainings, with these monthly sessions, there are ways to 
get a taste of what I do and how I do it and who I am as a coach that doesn't require a huge investment of time or money. There's a power in a shared experience. Definitely. I know that for myself, when I go to conferences or when I go to a retreat, just being in the room with other people who are like-minded, who are looking to grow and build their dream in similar ways and maybe different ways, the energy that's there is powerful. For the first few days, at least after you leave of I've got this like I can I can do this now what typically happens with things like retreats and or conferences or training like one-off training sessions is that you have that kind of that buzz for the first few days after you leave maybe even the first week if you're you know really got a lot out of it but then you fall off that buzz diminishes that sense of I've got this And it's easy to fall back into old habits, old patterns, old ways of thinking, because in order for change to truly happen, there needs to be ongoing support. There needs to be some ongoing accountability or some ongoing conversation that keeps that train of thought or keeps that motivation or that inspiration going. Otherwise, you get a lot of information. You had a great experience, uh, but you're still in the same spot. Your company is named 3D Life. And for me, it always leads me to think about the three dimensions, life in three dimensions, which leads me to think about work-life balance. And I'm wondering... What does work-life balance mean to you? And I'm wondering if that's one of those issues that everyone is kind of looking at. Is it is it one of the things that people seem to be concerned about when they're coming to you for coaching? Yes. Lots of clients who I work with are stressed. They have a lot on their plate, whether they've put that there themselves or whether that's been piled on because of the expectations around them. Trying to do it all and having that do-it-all mindset is really a big challenge that we have a hard time letting go of. That's part of our nature as women. 3D life in and of itself is a concept or is a a philosophy that I look at. We can get stuck in autopilot mode. We can go through life just going through the motions. You know, the alarm clock goes off, we shut it off, we get out of bed, We brush our teeth, we follow the same routine, we eat our breakfast, we get in the car, we go to work or we go to or we sit down at our computer desk in our home office, whatever it may be. We go through the same motions day after day after day and not really think about a whole lot else. There isn't that awareness of other opportunities or other things that we could be and probably should be doing to take care of ourselves and, and to make sure that We're showing up in our businesses and with our loved ones and for ourselves in the best way that we can. So I look at that being on autopilot, being in that automatic zone of I'm just doing the things that I think I need to be doing and what people expect of me as kind of like a two-dimensional existence. It's a two-dimensional life. And as human beings, we're 3D beings. We're, we're meant to live life whole and robust and authentic and fulfilled and purpose-driven. And that's the three-dimensional living. That's three-dimensional existence where, yes, you have life things going on that you are connected to and, and joy-filled by, but then you also have work. And work, 
I, I use work and, and business or leadership. Work doesn't necessarily have to be where you derive meaning from. There's a big message out there. Do what you love and never work a day in your life. Great. If you can find that, if you have that, that's wonderful. But not everybody does and not everybody can. I don't know if can's the right word, but not everybody finds that. So where else can you find meaning in your life? Where else can you find joy in your life? If work is just something you have to do in order to pay the bills, that's fine, perfectly fine. Living that 3D life and showing up as a 3D leader means that you're having experiences in your life that add to the balance, add to the experience you're having on this planet in this lifetime. Finding balance in your life doesn't have to be about the big things. We often, when we hear about work-life balance, we often think it has to be these big, grandiose gestures. You know, we work-life balance. I went on a trip to Puerto Rico, uh, to Europe. There are many small ways that we can find balance in our lives. That doesn't mean you have to have 50, a 50-50 split. Maybe 70-30, maybe 80-20. But looking for some of those small things in life that are adding to balance. And that might just be as small as I spent an extra two minutes in the shower this morning under the hot water. That's a small thing that added some balance to your day. It's helping looking at the 3D life philosophy and doing the work that I do with the women I work with, it's helping to understand that there are ways to manage and cope with the stresses life brings and the, that leadership brings or business brings in ways that we don't always think of. I love that perspective. And that is a great way to wrap things up. Michelle, this has been seriously a pleasure. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this over the last five weeks. And here's to the future and uh, more from 3D Life. Thank you so much, Wade. I've had a blast doing these. It's been great having these conversations. To find out more about 3D Life and what Michelle does, her website is 3dlifeinc.com. And that's the number three. You can also follow her on Facebook as 3D Life Inc. and on LinkedIn as Michelle Herbert. To find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out IgniteAtlantic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, gave us good reviews, and check out our past episodes wherever you can find podcasts and where you're listening to us now. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or who you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. My email is wade, W-A-D-E, at ignitedlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.